0: Hello and welcome to Penalty on the podcast where I just want to talk, the podcast where I just share my thoughts on things relating to the NFL. This episode, part two of my predicting the floor and ceiling for every NFL team. This time, the AFC, uh, it was supposed to be all in one go, but the NFC took an hour, so... I split it into two parts. Uh, before this episode really gets started, just a few quick messages. Number one, this podcast is not currently sponsored. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or contact me for whatever reason, my email is in the description. This podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, RSS, Community, and Google Podcasts. The links to this podcast on all those platforms will be in the description if you are on YouTube and you like the content, please like and subscribe. It helps the channel grow. It costs nothing. takes about a second. And you can always undo it if you change your mind later. Also, if you like the content, please just share it with your friends. It's a great way to help this show grow, and I would greatly appreciate it. Anyway, let's get started. And I'm going to be going through these teams, uh, through the standings, because that's how it's engraved. In my brain, it will be East, West, North, and South. So starting with the AFC East, Buffalo Bills. Um, Really, there's, they're just such a good team, but they never seem to be able to get past the divisional round. They have a great quarterback in Josh Allen. They have a great receiving room with Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis. Dawson Knox is a great tight end. And... Their Kyrie Elam, Tre'Davious White, Jordan Poyer secondary is incredible. Von Miller will be back, you know Matt Milano. So it's a really good team. I think their floor is probably nine and eight. Like this is if everything goes wrong. Like like Josh Allen regresses. Like lots and lots of injuries. A uh, secondary can't rebound from injuries. A Von Miller can't rebound from injuries. Like, this is really the worst-case scenario for them. They're sealing 14-3 and three, Super Bowl champions. How they get there, everyone stays healthy. And, you know, Josh Allen has another great season, doesn't regress. Stefan Diggs keeps doing well. Their secondary can recover after injuries. Von Miller can recover after injuries. And they're not too impacted by the loss of Tremaine Edmonds. Well, I think they'll end up 12 and 5 divisional round loss, or actually AFC championship loss. This is such a great team, and they can, this is not unreasonable. The way they get there is just Josh Allen, and everyone in Portland stays healthy, and everyone who was injured last year. Comes back healthy. Also, the run game with James Cook can do well. And, again, their defense is not impacted by last year's injuries or the loss of Tremaine Edmonds. The Miami Dolphins. This team is very interesting. They were looking very good. They acquired Jalen Ramsey for about nothing. I'm still kind of sad about it. I'm a huge Rams fan. But... And, but then Jalen Ramsey got injured, and they don't really have that reliable of a running back. I mean, they do have most dirt, but still. And, again, the concussions of Tua are a big problem. So, I think their floor is probably 6-11. I think the way they do get there is... Tua cannot bounce back or he gets injured again. You know, once you get a concussion, it is much easier to get reconcussed. And when you've had three concussions in a season, it is extremely dangerous. But he does have a new helmet. If you want to hear more about this, check out my Should Tua Retire episode. It's down there somewhere. And really, the way they get to their floor is... Their receivers can't cover for the quarterback situation after Tua gets injured, their running back, their running game can't do well, and they're really hyped up defense with Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard, and eventually Jalen Ramsey will be back. Can't deliver. I mean, Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard were looking to be the best cornerback duo of the NFL. Until Jalen Ramsey suffered a really bad meniscus tear and will have to be out until December. That's bad. And their ceiling is eleven and six wild card loss. Uh or ten and seven wildcard loss. This I mean like really this team is bouncing back from an interesting season, and their biggest what-ifs are with their running backs and their quarterback. I mean, he will be easy to concuss in the 2023 season, and throughout the rest of his career, as a result of previous concussions suffered, which were really, really bad, one of which even triggered a fencing response in him, which is where your nerves... Like, make your hands and arms go stiff in weird and awkward positions. So, really, Tua suffered some extremely scary injuries. And I don't know if he can fully come back from those, ever. So, the way they get to their ceiling is really Tua can stay, you know, fully healthy. And, you know, Jalen Waddle and Tyree Hill just stay Jalen Waddle and Tyree Hill. Xavier Howard has another great season. Bradley Chubb does as well as, you know, the Broncos were hoping for when they drafted him. And that's how they get to their ceiling. Now, my prediction for them is 9-8 and eight or 8-9, eight and nine missing the postseason. And I just think, I doubt Tonga Vailoa's play will ever get back to what it was in the early 2022 NFL season and I just can't say that he will be very good like it's like yeah he it was a kind of a while ago but those are injuries that stay with someone for a lifetime and so that could be a really big problem for him and you know their defense does okay, but not well, but not super well, and their running game doesn't do, does kind of mediocre. New England Patriots, their floor six and eleven. How they get there? Mac Jones continues his downward trend from twenty twenty two. He just doesn't do well. Um – and and or he gets injured, and Matt Corral really can't do anything because they recently cut all of their backup quarterbacks and just signed one backup. Matt Corral, who has never played a snap in the regular season in the NFL, suffering from a Liz Frank injury suffered in the preseason of 2022. If you want to hear more about that situation, you can go listen to my episode that I made quite recently, actually. And also, like, their tight ends are good, but if they can't really be good, then, you know, that kind of makes it a problem. Also, their kind of shaky receiver room doesn't do well, and that's how they get... To 6, and 11. They're ceiling, 10 and 7 wild card loss. Really, the receivers do their best, which I don't think is very good. I think Juju Smith-Schuster highlights that receiver room. Oh, yeah, and they do have Ezekiel Elliott, but he's been on a decline. And so the way they get there is Ezekiel Elliott proves that a change of scenery is all he needed to, you know, restart or like reboost his NFL career after it took a downward turn in twenty twenty two. He rushed for under a thousand yards and was kind of a problem for the Cowboys, so they cut him. He's now on the Patriots, making only three million dollars this year. And yeah, three million is a lot, but for what Ezekiel Elliott was asking for, it's nothing. Also, really, they just, like, I don't think their offense is good enough to get them past 10-7. and seven. Their defense, headlined by Matt Judon, is good, is pretty good, though. So, you know, their defense can be expected to be a rock there. And then where I expect they'll be season... Really, it's just like Mac Jones doesn't fully bounce back to 2021 form. Their receivers, ju- their receiver room just can't do much. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't do much. And their defense just can't keep up. And that's how they end up at 9-8. and eight. The New York Jets. This is a team I expect to make the postseason. They have the building blocks, and they recently-ish acquired Aaron Rodgers, who I don't think will make them win a Super Bowl. I think he will make them a better team and will also uh, help improve Zach Wilson and make him a better quarterback for the long term. But really, I think their floor is 5-12, <clears throat> and 12 and... When well, they get there, Aaron Rodgers doesn't play like prime Aaron Rodgers, and their re- receivers, especially Garrett Wilson, can't follow up his incredible performance. Their running game just doesn't do well. Dalvin Cook doesn't do well, and Brees Hall can't come back from his injury, and their defense can't show up, and Sauce Gardner can't follow up his incredible defensive rookie of the year season. Their ceiling is probably a lot of people say they could go to the Super Bowl. I don't think so. Their ceiling is probably 11 and 6 in a divisional loss, and I think that's kind of pushing the limits of reality there because like I just don't think they're good enough as a team and I don't think their quarterback situation is good enough. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best, but is he any more i think that is kind of a problem there like don't get me wrong he's a great quarterback but i don't but he's not getting any younger and really he just didn't i don't think he showed me enough in 2022 that would make me think he would be better in 2023 especially with His age. And, but, how they get to their ceiling, Aaron Rodgers is good. Dalvin Cook is good. And they do what they're supposed to. And their receiver room stays great. And also, their defense stays very good with... Three Pro Bowl defensive backs in 2022, D.J. Reed and Sauce Gardner headlining them. I think they could do really well. Where I think they'll end up, I think they'll end up at ten and seven with a wild card loss. I just don't think they have enough to win in the postseason. And I just the way they get there is. You know, Aaron Rodgers settles in pretty well. And also, Garrett Wilson can follow up his great rookie season. So can Sauce Gardner. And their defense with Quinton Williams stays good. And their running game is good. Breach Hall can come back. And Dalvin Cook can stay there. And I personally hope... He gets the majority of the carries. He's on my fantasy team. Moving divisions to the AFC West, we have the Chiefs, the reigning Super Bowl champions, by a thread. And so, really, I don't think this team will make the Super Bowl next year. They shouldn't even have won that Super Bowl. It was an uncatchable pass. Moving on from that, though... No, I just don't think they have what it takes to make a Super Bowl. The Chris Jones holdout is a problem. The receiver room might be a problem with Marquez Valdez Scantling and Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony being the three main receivers. And I think their floor is ten and seven and a division. And a divisional round loss. And the way they get there is Chris Jones' holdout lasts a while. Uh, The loss of Frank Clark kind of hurts. And their secondary can't keep up. And their offense regresses without... Their top receivers, like the loss of Tyree Kill, was okay. They got Juju Smith-Schuster. They still had Michael Hardman. Now they might be in real trouble with that receiver room. They're sealing fourteen and three Super Bowl champs, and how do they get there? It's pretty simple. The Chris Jones holdout ends pretty quick. Their secondary can follow up an incredible twenty twenty two season. Patrick Mahomes can follow up. His second MVP season, well, and Isaiah Pacheco can follow up his incredible rookie season and also takes a bigger share of the offense, taking a little more pressure off Mahomes and those receivers. Also, those receivers have to be good. Where I think they'll end up twelve and five divisional loss. And I think the real problem there is the receivers. And so the way they get there is really they get outplayed by a few teams. They're in a kind of tough division, you know, facing the Chargers twice a year. And, you know, the Raiders might be good again after a pretty bad season. And really... Just Patrick Mahomes can do well. And even with those receivers, Isaiah Pacheco can help take the pressure off and the Chris Jones holdout ends early. And really they just play like a good football team. Like the team they're capable of being. Okay, LA Chargers. You know, this one is kind of interesting. Um number one I think their choice of offensive coordinator, getting rid of Lombardi, and bringing in Kellen Moore is just great. I think their floor is probably 6-11. and 11. It's a low floor for a roster like that, but I don't think Brandon Staley is cut out to be a head coach yet. He just has not impressed me. and. Like, he's a good defensive coordinator. He's a very defensive minded guy. And that really showed in their incredible loss when they were up 27 to nothing at halftime to the Jaguars. Like, their defense had forced five takeaways in the first half. And then it kind of sputtered out. And the offense sputtered out as well. And they lost. Big surprise, it's the Chargers, but aside from that, you know, it's just really interesting to me, because they have a low floor and a pretty high ceiling, so their floor is probably, i actually going to change it, 7-10, and 10. how they get there, Joe Lombardi, like, Callum Moore isn't that great of a replacement for Joe Lombardi, Brandon Staley proves further that he is not a good head coach. Uh, there Quentin Johnston has those drop issues. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen can't really do much. And Austin Eckler continues to regress. And, you know, he's still one of the best. And his regression has been, like, mild. But it's more of a regression in running between the tackles than overall. Like, Austin Eckler doesn't do as well. And Justin Herbert doesn't do as well. And that defense continues to be semi-problematic. They're sealing 13-4 AFC Championship loss. It's not... It's very unrealistic. But... You know, that's kind of how the Chargers are. I... I think... Like, they're a good-ish... They're a pretty good roster with... A kind of bad coach. But how they get there is Brandon Staley proves that it really was Joe Lombardi's fault. Kellen Moore can do well and utilize Justin Herbert, right? And their receivers don't be a problem. Quentin Johnston does really well. Asante Samuel continues his development into a great corner. And Joey Bosa bounces back from his injury with a lot of sacks. Khalil Mack does well again. And, you know, Derwin James stays great. And Gerald Everett still stays a great tight end. Where I think they'll end up is 11-6 and six and a wild card loss. Because, well, because, like, they're good. And, of course... The two games against the Chiefs, I think, are almost guaranteed losses. I really don't think Brandon Staley is good enough, but I think Kellen Moore is good enough. You know, how they end up at 11-6 and six and a wildcard loss is like, I can't really accurately predict them winning a playoff game because they are the Chargers. You know, they don't win playoff games. It's just not a thing that they do. But the way it works, they get to that. Austin Eckler still does well with a lot of touchdowns. Justin Herbert continues being one of the best quarterbacks in the league and and earns his $52.5 million. That's an absurd number. And their receivers are... Good Mike Williams and Keenan Allen can follow up a good 2022 season with a pretty good 2023 season. And the addition of Quentin Johnston, if he and he figures that his drop problems helps their receiving room a little. Gerald Everett stays great at tight end, and their defense can bounce back from a few injuries and do well. Las Vegas Raiders. Eh. This is a very interesting team. It's a team with a very talented roster that only got better in 2022 and then flopped. They lost Derek Carr, but they still have Devontae Adams and they have Jimmy Garoppolo. It's kind of a lateral move there. I do think Carr is a bit better than Garoppolo, but it's kind of a lateral move. There's... Really not much gained or lost by moving to Garoppolo. At least, I don't think so yet. The receiving room, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, still good. They did lose Darren Waller to the Giants. Their defense still has Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Chandler Jones had a pretty underwhelming 2022 and apparently has some issues with the team. But Max Crosby is pretty great. And they do have Josh Jacobs, one of the best running backs in the league right now. So I think their floor realistically is seven and ten. How they do that Garoppolo does not work out. Their receivers get injured because like I don't think there's a way a quarterback can fail with that. And also, their defense doesn't do as well. And Chandler Jones has another underwhelming season. Their ceiling is probably twelve and five divisional loss. The way they get that is their defense does good. Chandler Jones kind of gets a little bit of redemption, and Jimmy Garoppolo proves to be better than Derek Carr. And the receivers can do well. And, of course, another great season from Josh Jacobs. I think they'll end up narrowly missing the postseason at 9-8. and eight. I think Garoppolo is a bit worse than Carr, and that might be a problem despite their talented receivers. <clears throat> Josh Jacobs, you know, if he stays healthy, will be incredible. And, you know, their defensive line is pretty strong, but I don't know about anywhere else. So, really, I think that's the most realistic one. The Denver Broncos. Yes, they got rid of Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, they brought in Sean Payton, but they have Russell Wilson. And I know that Sean Payton deserves quite a bit of blame for the 2022 season and how that went poorly. But, really, Russell Wilson deserves a fair bit of blame, too. There were multiple instances of him missing wide-open targets, and that wasn't Hackett's fault at all. And, like, him making the wrong reads. He is a problem at quarterback for the team he's on. I don't think he will come back well. Like, he certainly displayed that he has a lot of issues as a quarterback in 2022 not just his head coach. And I don't think Sean Payton will be able to properly fix that. Now, Denver gave up a ton of picks and players to get him, so and they owe him a lot of money guaranteed, so that is a huge problem. And so it's just really an issue for the Broncos. The receivers are still pretty good, KJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and, you know, their defense with Pat Sertan, of course, they lost Bradley Chubb in, like, in a right before the deadline trade in 2022 to the Dolphins, so they do have some problems, but I don't, expect them to be as bad as they were in twenty twenty two, but their floor is five is their floor is four and thirteen. And how they get there, Sean Payton just can't stop Russell Wilson from ruining things. And Russell Wilson plays like he did in twenty twenty two, maybe even worse, and his receivers can't even bail him out and that defense just doesn't do what it's supposed to. Their ceiling isn't high, it's probably ten and seven and a wild card loss or it's actually 9-8 and eight and a wild-card loss. I don't think it's going to happen. The way they get there, Sean Payton is able to control Russell Wilson more and make him into a better quarterback. Russell Wilson proves that that bad season was just a fluke. Their receivers can step up, and so can their defense with Patrick Sertan. Where I think they'll end up, I think they'll end up seven and ten. They have a a long way to go, especially at quarterback. With like Sean Payton is one of the best coaches in football, but Russell Wilson in twenty twenty two was one of the worst quarterbacks in football. So it's kind of interesting to see how that will play out. The receivers will. I think the receivers will do well, but there's only so much you can do when Russell Wilson is at quarterback. And they get there by him being a problem. And their defense does moderately well, but their offense just can't cover. Just like in 2022, but Sean Payton's leadership makes it a bit better. And now moving on to the AFC North. So starting off with the Bengals, um, the Bengals were the subject of questionable officiating in an AFC Championship loss in 2022, and I'm going to start off with their ceiling, and it's 14 and three Super Bowl champs. It is not impossible for a team of this caliber. They have Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterbacks there is. They have a great trio of receivers, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. They also have Hayden Hurst, a pretty good tight end. They also have a good running back, Joe Mixon. They also have a pretty good defense. They offloaded Eli Apple. They got rid of him. He's not coming back. But they do have Nick Scott, one a player I really liked on the Rams. Big hit, safety. And so, really, they can be expected to do well, especially with their defensive line, too. Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader, and, you know, Trey Hendrickson. Th that would be a problem for opposing offences. Their defense is really good and they have a great linebacker, Logan Wilson, as well. So I think so how they get to their ceiling is pretty simple. They do what they've been doing the past few years. Joe Burrow stays good. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, follow up two straight great performances. Two straight great seasons as a trio with a third straight great season Hayden Hurst can still improve Joe Mixon stays great and their defense keeps crushing opposing offenses and for their floor, I think it's I think it's it's big it's ten and seven and a divisional loss this team is just so good I can't imagine anything else happening how they get there they just get outplayed they don't function properly and a few injuries doesn't really hurt well it does hurt but it doesn't hurt this prediction coming true and a little regression from Joe Mixon sprinkled in there as well and the trio of receivers not working as well together as before. Now, where I think they'll end up, I think they'll end up at 12-5, and and I think they will end up with a Super Bowl loss to the Eagles. And I think they're the best team in the AFC, and really... I expect them to beat Buffalo in the AFC championship. Yeah, call me crazy. But that is really what I expect to happen. And it is definitely not like it is definitely not something out of, you know, the realm of possibility for a team like the Bengals. How they achieve that, they just do what they've been doing, Joe Burrow stays great. Really everyone just Plays like they have for the past two years where they've made the AFC Championship. And I still don't expect them to walk away with their first ever Super Bowl victory, but a fourth Super Bowl loss, tying them for second place. And for the Ravens, their floor 8 and 9, they're. How they get there, Lamar Jackson still gets injured again or doesn't play well after being injured for the past few seasons. Like That is really a problem. The injuries for him and the running back situation isn't really good and their receivers can't do really well and... You know, Zay Flowers isn't good, and OBJ can't bounce back after his second ACL tear in Super Bowl 56. And their defense can't do well with the loss of Marcus Peters, and Kyle Hamilton can't follow up his amazing rookie season. How they get to their ceiling, which is probably 12-5 and in and an AFC Championship loss, is Lamar Jackson stays healthy. Their running backs stay healthy and good. And, like, really, them staying healthy is half the battle there. Their pass rush can do well. Their secondary can do well. Kyle Hamilton follows up a pretty good rookie season. Marlon Humphrey does well. And their receivers are just great. They have... Devin Duvernay, Zay Flowers. They have OBJ. And if OBJ stays healthy, that would be great. Where I think they'll end up, I think they'll end up at 10 and 7 with a wild card loss. And how they get there, Lamar Jackson stays healthy for most of the season and proves that his injuries really haven't affected his level of play obj can come back healthy and play like he did before zay flowers does well marlon humphrey and kyle hamilton do well in the secondary and their pass rush does well and their running backs do well pittsburgh steelers i think their floor is 6-11, how they get there. Kenny Pickett really can't follow up his season or gets injured. George Pickens can't follow up a great rookie season or gets injured. Uh, T.J. Watt gets injured again. Cam Hayward has issues without him. Cam Hayward and Alex Smith and the rest of that defense. The rest of that pass rush can't do as well without him. And their entire defense suffers. And their ceiling sealing 10-7 divisional loss. How they get there, Kenny Pickett follows up an okay rookie season with a, a great season. George Pickens does well and takes a bigger role in the offense. Um, their run game with Najee Harris. Najee Harris can improve and get better. And everyone stays healthy. And their pass rush does well. A uh, Nick herbig the rookie gets some snaps and plays well and really they just work together as a good team where I think they'll end up eight and nine or you know I think if Tomlin wasn't coaching this team, I would say eight and nine, but since it is magically impossible for Tomlin to have a losing season, I'm gonna go nine and eight. Uh, like, that is actually insane that he hasn't had a rookie, a losing season for so long. But, I think how they end up there is Kenny Pickett is moderately good, but not all the way good. He still needs some time to go. Same with George Pickens. Najee Harris gets a little better, but still isn't at, you know, him being at full power yet. And, they're... A few injuries and an okay defense should probably land them in that spot. Now, moving on to the Cleveland Browns. They had Deshaun Watson, they acquired Deshaun Watson from the Browns and then sent him to a ridiculous deal. He was suspended for most of the season for some stuff he did off the field. And then he wasn't good when he came back. Now, that is a problem. The rounds I do not expect to be very good. They do have Mari Cooper, but... Yeah, that's about it for receivers. They do have Nick Chubb. And, you know, that is probably the route they'll go, running the football once they find out that Deshaun Watson really isn't good. Of course, they can turn to rookie quarterback out of UCLA, Dorian Thompson Robinson, to pick up the pace if Watson gets injured or benched. Their floor, 5-12 and 12, or 4-13. and 13. It is not great, and it is not looking like it will be a winning season for the Browns. Um, how they get there, Deshaun Watson still isn't good. Um, Nick Chubb gets injured, and Amari Cooper just isn't good enough to keep up that receiver room. Dorian Thompson Robinson just can't do well in his rookie season it, if Watson gets Injured or benched, and their defense just can't keep up. And they do have a good defense with Miles Garrett, but and uh, Ward, but I think their ceiling is nine and eight. And how do they do that? Their defense steps up for poor offense with Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. And their offense can still do okay with Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson can get back to form and Nick Chubb stays healthy and has another great season. Where I think they'll end up I think they'll end up six and eleven. The Browns still have a long way to go in their rebuild and So the way they do that is really they just play like the Browns. Deshaun Watson um, doesn't do well. And Dorian Thompson Robinson, if Watson gets benched, can't really pick up the pace. And their defense can't cover for poor offense. And Nick Chubb gets injured for a few games. Now moving on to the final division, the AFC South. Starting off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars had a really surprising and good 2022 season. Uh, Turns out all you need is not to have Urban Meyer. Um, Yeah, that was a disaster. But Trevor Lawrence has proved himself to be pretty good after all, and their receivers should be pretty good. I think their floor is... 7-10, 7-10, and 10, how they get there. Trevor Lawrence proves his 2022 incredible season was just a fluke. Calvin Ridley doesn't fit in, and Christian Kirk can't pick up the slack for him. Travis Etienne proves that 2022 was a fluke, and their defense just can't hold up. Now, how did they get to their ceiling, which is probably 10 and. and which is probably 12-5, and five, I think. They are a good team. Well, Calvin Ridley fits right in and plays well with the other receivers, including Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley really headline a pretty good receiver room. Travis Etienne does well again. Trevor Lawrence does well again and their defense. can hold up with Josh Allen really anchoring the middle of that defense, where I think they'll end up 11-6, and six, and a divisional loss I think is appropriate for them. They're a really good team, and, you know, I'm expecting to see more of that and better next season, how they get there, pretty much everything I said about their ceiling, but just they get outplayed one more in one additional game. Tennessee Titans. Ooh boy, they are, you know, just entering a what is sure to be a long and painful rebuild where they evaluate their quarterbacks. They did get Will Levis and he might be starting because they really don't have many quarterbacks that can do that. Or maybe they will go with Ryan Tannehill until they think Levis is ready. He's a more raw prospect than the others. Uh, I think their floor is 6-11. and 11, And how they get there is Ryan Tannehill continu- just proves he's old and, like, just isn't good. And... Will Levis, is proven to be not ready for the NFL. Their receivers, like Hop just is too old and can't pick up the pace. And Traylon Burks just doesn't do well. And, of course, a Derrick Henry injury would really mess up their season. And injuries to their defense. And they do have a good defense, though, with Kevin Byard. Uh, safety they they do have a good defense going for them. Their ceiling is probably ten and seven and a wild card loss. I think that you know, I don't think they will make the playoffs, but how this works, D-hop just picks up where he left off and Traylon Burks gets better in the presence of a great receiver and in the mentorship of a great receiver. Derrick Henry stays healthy and proves all his doubters wrong. Ryan Tannehill has another good season, or at least uh, stays benched or injured, and Will Levis does well. And their defense, of course, stays rock-solid. Where I think they'll end up... I think they're a 7-10 team. This is not going to be a fun rebuild for the Titans and their fans. And they really need to retool. And they have a lot of older players, including Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins, starting at key positions. How they get there is they uh, really... DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks just do their best. And Ryan Tannehill doesn't, does not mediocre but doesn't get benched or injured. And their defense stays solid but not flashy. Now moving on to the team from Indianapolis, the Colts. Now, the Colts had a really bad season last season. Matt Ryan didn't work out. And they also, like, Jonathan Taylor got injured. And they just didn't do well. But luckily for them, they were able to select Anthony Richardson fifth overall. And really help out their offense, an offense which does have Michael Pittman, and Jonathan Taylor will be back after some week's lost to injury. He is having a dispute with the team, and he might leave very shortly, but if they can keep him for this season, and they can keep him playing well, then... They can't do too bad if he stays healthy for the games he's not going to miss at the start of the season. Now, really, like their floor is 13 and... Th- their floor is 3 and 14. They can be really bad. How does that happen? Uh, Anthony Richardson doesn't do well or gets... Injured. Michael Pittman shows once again that he's not a wide receiver one. And Jonathan Taylor stays injured or doesn't play well due to his dispute with the team and misses more games due to injury. And also their defense doesn't do well. They have an aging DeForest Buckner and a pretty good defensive unit. They do have Shaquille Leonard, but if he stays but if he keeps getting injured, then it will really be a problem. And so him getting injured and the rest of the stuff I talked about is how they get to 3-14. And, and Their ceiling is 9-8. and eight. I'm not expecting anything from them. How do they get there? I mean, Michael Pittman steps up. Jonathan Taylor stays healthy and plays well after the initial stretch of games he's going to miss. Anthony Richardson plays... Like a plug-and-play day one quarterback. And everyone can stay healthy. Uh, Shaquille Leonard and DeForest Buckner do well. And, and that's how they get to 9-8. and eight. I think they're going to end up maybe 7-10. and 10. I think that Richardson is going to do okay, but not be enough to make up for the rest of the problems on the team. How they get there... Jonathan Taylor doesn't miss many more games and plays pretty well despite his disputes with the team. Anthony Richardson plays well. Michael Pittman uh, proves that he's a wide receiver one, and also their defense can step up. Kind of, I don't think they have a good enough roster to get like past seven and ten realistically, and so that's how they get there. Moving on to the second-worst team in the 2022 season, the Texans. Now, the Texans were bad, and they possessed the number two overall pick, but their draft was insane. So they picked the best available quarterback prospect, CJ Stroud, at number two overall. Then they trade back up to number three to select... The best defender in the draft, Will Anderson from Alabama. And really, they addressed big problems on offense and defense, and I think they're going to do pretty well. Although Stroud kind of did struggle in the preseason, but he might do well. Also, D'Amico Ryan's a very good assistant coach, defensive coordinator for the 49ers, is their head coach now. So, I can expect them to be better than they were before, but they also did lose Brandon Cooks, and so their floor is probably 5-12. and 12. It's a bit of an elevated floor. How they get there, Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud don't perform. Damian Pierce proves his rookie season was a fluke, and their defense fails, and also Actually, the floor is probably three and fourteen, and also they keep tanking really, and it was so interesting. Like they were, it was kind of obvious that they were tanking in twenty twenty two, and all they had to do was lose a game they were down in in the fourth quarter and get Bryce Young. Instead, they got C J Stroud because they fought hard and won that game and but also Jalen Petrie and Derek Stingley Jr. and newly acquired safety Jimmy Ward can all be expected to perform well but if they don't perform well then they will end up at two at three and fourteen again and also, they can get there if Dalton Schultz doesn't work out and their receiver situation doesn't really help them with having Nico Collins, Robert Woods, and Noah Brown at receiver. Their ceiling, though, is pretty high. It's probably 10 and 7 and a wild card loss. And even though it's unlikely, it is possible. And that's their defensive back step up. They have a great secondary, Derek Stingley Jr., Jalen Petrie, Jimmy Ward. They have a pretty good secondary. They have a great tight end from Dallas, Dalton Schultz. They also, you know, they did get C.J. Stroud. They have Damian Pierce. They have Nico Collins and Robert Woods as receivers. Not the strongest receiving group, but still workable, especially if they choose to run the ball with Pierce Moore. Now, yeah, that's really their ceiling, and they just need everything to fall into place for them to get there. Where I think they'll end up, 8-9. and nine. Probably they'll be 8-9. and nine. And how do they do that? Number one, stop tanking. Number two, C.J. Stroud plays... Pretty well, like as well as a rookie player should be expected to, and so does Will Anderson, and Jimmy Ward proves that he was a good acquisition. The defensive backs, Petrie and Stingley, do well and follow up their rookie seasons, and so does Damian Pierce, and their receivers can still cover for. Like, the receivers can still be okay, even though they're not the best group. Anyway, that's it. Just a quick recap. Pretty much the playoff picture, I think, is as follows. Division leaders are the Bills, Chiefs, Jaguars, and the Bengals. And the Wild Cards, I think, will be the Jets, Chargers, and Ravens. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Again, this podcast is not currently sponsored. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or contact me for whatever reason, my email is in the description. This podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, RSS Community, and Google Podcasts. The links to all those will be in the description. Uh, I would actually kind of recommend RSS Community because you can see transcripts there. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Help the channel grow. It costs nothing. takes about a second, and you can always undo it if you change your mind later. If you enjoyed this episode, please spread the word about this podcast. I'm trying to hit 1,000 total downloads by the end of the year. And it would be great if you could tell your friends. Anyway, I hope you have enjoyed This installment of Penalty on the Podcaster, I Just Want to Talk. You'll hear more of me next episode.